Okay, some really interesting reading in the New York Times when it comes to a Canada and the legalization of pot and our pot industry. There's a recent article entitled, After the Green Rush, Canada's Legal Pot Suppliers Are Stumbling. And for more on this, we're joined now by Mitchell Osak of Quanta Consulting, who specializes in cannabis strategy. Mitchell joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mitchell, nice to speak again. Welcome back to the program. Thank you, Jeff. Great to be here. Okay, everybody, I think, or a lot of people anyways, expected a gold rush with this a green rush. But according to this New York Times story, uh, over the last couple of years, it's been anything but. Or so the New York Times says. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't go go so far as to say it's fake news, but it's incomplete and dated news. How so? Well, it is true that some of the larger cannabis companies are Canadian cannabis companies are reeling under huge losses. But at the same time, their sales are going up every single month. And what we're also seeing in the marketplace is the rise of what's called craft growers or small growers that are not the behemoths like the Afrias and the Auroras and the Canopies, but they're growing much smaller amounts of pot, but much higher quality pot. And that pot is making increasing inroads among legal Canadian consumers. All right, but has this been coming fast enough, do you think, uh, Mitchell? I mean, it's been uh, a long time coming, and it seems as if uh, a lot of the uh, suppliers and businesses have kind of, and we've talked about this in the past, sort of stumbled out of the gate. Yeah, it's true. Um, There was, I think a lot of the issue was around expectations. These large Canadian cannabis growers raised a lot of money, billions and billions of dollars, many of whom continue to operate um, because of the money they were able to raise a few years ago. Um, And the expectations around revenues, around stores, around pricing didn't bear out the rosy expectations that a lot of people had, both in the government as well as in the private sector. And we're seeing that pot hangover today. But the reality is is that many of these companies are turning the corner. They will be uh, profitable by the end of this year. Um, Of course, some of them will fail because that's part of the normal business cycle. But what we'll see coming into 2022 will be a much more robust and healthy Canadian cannabis sector. Okay. One of the things that the New York Times article uh, argues is about advertising. And it says, quote, analysts say that one reason these sunny projections have failed to materialize is the tightly regulated distribution system introduced by Canada, which largely bans advertising and marketing. Do you think that that's played a role here? That's played a huge role. So I would put two exclamation uh, marks after that comment. That is 100% true. And and that's a Health Canada restriction. And that was all baked into the Cannabis Act. But by the same token, all the provinces, including Ontario and Quebec, those two provinces which make up roughly you know 60% of the Canadian population, have been extremely slow rolling out stores. So those two factors... The inability to market and brand, and number two, a lack of stores, has really hamstrung this industry. So that inability to market and brand, do you think that that is going to be lifted eventually uh, with time and as the stigma around cannabis or marijuana is lifted uh, with legalization, which has ha- you know happened back in 2018 and here we are already in 2021, I mean, a lot of people uh, equate uh, pot or marijuana more with uh, beer. And, uh, you know, certainly I see beer advertising everywhere. You know what, Jeff? I wish it was like beer advertising. In fact, it's not. It's more like tobacco. It's highly restrictive. And 
other than a few slight branding elements on packaging, you virtually can't say anything. So you can't make any product claims, you can't have any taglines, and that is extremely problematic because for a consumer who doesn't know what to choose, I mean, they're essentially at the whim of what the person in the store tells them to buy and the THC level. There's been many, many discussions and deliberations in Health Canada and in the industry about loosening up the regulations. I expect it will happen. I just don't know when it will happen, but I don't foresee anything in the foreseeable future. And I don't believe we're going to get to a situation where you have beer advertising around parties and young people around pools. That's not going to happen in cannabis for the foreseeable future. Right. I also wanted to ask you about the uh, argument made by this article that says when uh, Justin Trudeau's government legalized marijuana, Mitchell, back in 2018, their primary goal was to create a more equitable justice system not a major new business sector. Do you think that that's fair? Well, I think um, that's half correct. The correct part is it wasn't one of the stated government objectives to create a healthy um, world-class industry. It's not to say that the Canadian government didn't want it, but that was not one of the stated goals. The stated goals were all about responsible use, consumer education, and, and safety. So it is clear um, that the initial blueprint for this wasn't about fostering healthy industry. That's sad because what we see right now in cannabis is that it is responsible for a huge amount of economic activity across the country. The government could could throw a few bones to this industry and certainly loosen up some of the restrictions around branding and so on and allow it to compete – not only compete in Canada, which is important, but but as well compete globally because many Canadian cannabis producers are now exporting to Europe as well as Israel. Well, and that leads me to my final question, which is there's a a major new competitor that is uh, looming, and that is uh, Mexico because uh, lawmakers there legalized recreational uh, marijuana use last month. Uh, How do you think that that is going to affect or change the uh, cannabis business climate in this country? In the short term, I don't see it having an impact at all. For one thing, the New York Times article um, was incorrect in saying it was fully legalized. It is not fully fully legalized in Mexico. The Mexican Senate has to approve this cannabis legislation, and they have not done that yet. And the history in Mexico is, are these votes being consistently postponed? So we expect full legalization in Mexico, but not until the second half of 2021. But still, even if that happens, it'll be some time before trade regulations get sorted out and, uh, and Mexican companies are able to mobilize and decide to export into Canada. If you think about tomatoes and peppers, for example, we get a lot of those from Mexico, but we also grow a lot of those here. So the Mexicans will be competitors. I don't see them competitors in the short term. All right, Mitchell, good stuff as always. Really appreciate the conversation, and thanks for joining us this afternoon. Thanks, Jeff. Be well. You too. Mitchell Osak is with Quanta Consulting, and they specialize in cannabis strategy.